Hi, I'm Carolyn Lobsinger. I'm one of the people who make the 7B podcast. You may recognize my name from the various stories I've written for the Bonner County Daily Bee. Every day, the team at the Daily Bee works reporting on stories in our community. Each story is the result of hours spent interviewing, writing, and rewriting to keep our readers and our listeners informed. If you'd like to help us continue to provide quality local journalism, the best thing you could do is become a subscriber of the Daily Bee. If you've already done that, thank you. If you haven't yet subscribed, you can do so by calling us at 208-263-9534 or go online to bonnercountydailybee.com. Now on to our podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Katie Krill, Director of the West Bonner Library District, to talk about renovation of the Preserver Library. The district is about halfway through an $800,000 construction project, which was approved by voters in November 2016. Tell me about the project, where it's at, and what this means for the library district here. Well, we are about halfway. I'm not sure exactly how much longer it's going to take, but we're in the process of remodeling the original library, which used to be the Priest River Medical Clinic years and years ago. Um, it was gifted to us from by Dr. Falter, pretty much all of it, and uh, was remodeled in 2000 and 2001. We moved in there in 2002. So we should be done with that within a few weeks, and then we can pick up the pieces and try to put them away in their new places. For folks that may not remember the, the project and the scope of it and what all was involved, mm-hmm. take us through what the project was and everything that has been done or is part of it. Okay, well this, this project actually started in 2007. Um, we started thinking about a larger library about the day we moved into the medical clinic building because we were full that day. But uh, the actual process started in 2007 when we met with architects and, and it, that's about the time our economy went down the tubes here locally and it was estimated that Priest River's unemployment rate was 52%. Wow. It made our attendance go up 41% that year and so we started looking for money well that everybody being out of work and the mills shutting down is not a good time to try and get people to vote in a building bond but we tried and um, we had a majority each time we tried four times and um, couldn't quite get the super majority that we needed so in 2016 we knocked back we found our architect again um, who'd been, and he pulled out our old plans and reworked them down to a smaller uh, size because we were able to pass a plant and facilities levy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it only took 55% to pass, which we knew we could get, but you can't ask for as much money. No. So we had originally worked on a two-story building and we got probably about half of what we needed to do that. So um, this is a huge step forward for us. What was the library like before the project started and what will it be like when it's done? It was small. Cozy would might be a better <laughs> word. <laughs> um, it was small and uh, there were a lot of programs and grants that we had to pass on because we didn't have, have ADA required designated spaces for a, a 3D printer, for instance. <clears throat> so we're looking at when we get completely done, we'll have, we'll be able to take advantage of a lot of that. Um, 
mainly what we needed since 2007, of course our needs changed. Uh, we had planned on 20 com public computers. Don't need that anymore. Don't need more than the 10 we had. People need a place to sit and plug in their devices now. Mm -hmm. And so we worked really hard on finding ways and, and now of course, everybody, everything has to be six feet apart, but it gave us a lot more space where people can spread uh -huh. out and, and do their, their thing here. Um, the other change is that we're putting in a commercial kitchen in our meeting room, and uh, that should open up a whole bunch of doors for this community as far as uh, we'll be able to do hands-on classes with food. We'll be able to do USDA food programs for the kids. Uh -huh. um, the kitchen can be rented by food preparers for whatever they need to fix if they need some space. And we'll be doing, we'll be tapping on some of our local chefs to do some cooking classes. I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to that, yeah. What all will the commercial kitchen include? It just, it's, it's very small, we'll look at it. Uh, it's very small, they're just the refrigerator stove, the required five sinks. Mm -hmm. um, there will be a dishwasher. We had to make it portable because our space in there is pretty small. And uh, a prep count, some prep counters. Mm -hmm. So it will, because it'll be very reasonable to rent. Right. Um, people will bring their own pots and pans. We'll have a few basics mm -hmm. in there, but we won't have the giant canning kettles or anything like that, at least not yet. What else can you tell me about the library project and what it means for the community to have this, what's going to be an amazing space? It is. I, I think for the community, we'll be able to e expand our pro programs even more. Um, we've had such a space constraint, there, and especially with COVID and having to socially distance, we're, we're able to actually put on a little bit bigger programs right now, but uh, when that's all over, the ability to have four, we'll have four actual meeting spaces. Oh, nice. In addition to the tables and, and sitting areas, um, we'll have our original small meeting room and then the larger meeting room with the kitchen, and then we're putting in two small study rooms that can be checked out for two hours at a time and used for small meetings or whatever people need. What kinds of programs will this allow you to be able to offer that you couldn't before? Well, right now, our children's person, our children's um, services person, Josie, is taking a Make It, a bunch of classes for a Make It grant to where we will be doing some, uh, I believe she's working on a 360 camera and some walking tours of the community. Oh, and so we'll be able to partner hopefully with the Chamber of Commerce or other organizations and, and possibly film mm -hmm. their businesses. And we're looking at uh, AR and VR, augmented reality and, mm -hmm. and virtual reality, which is something we've never been able to play with. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, very cool. Yeah. How big was the library before in terms of square footage? And what will it be when you're done? It was about 3,600 square feet when we, including the old trailer out there that was uh -huh. the doctor's office and storeroom, uh, the end result will be 7,300. Was, is it a lot more usable space? Is that part of the? Much more practical. Is we have storage and um, offices for everybody to work in that needs an office for a change because we've all been huddled in one room. Uh -huh. that, that, you know, it's been, it's been tight. <laughs> The last time I was here, it just seemed like there were 
you put in bookshelves wherever you could and it's very labyrinth-y and the layout just to maximize the amount of space that you had. Yeah. What it has the changes allowed you to do as far as making the library as user-friendly as you can make it? Well, getting all the books in one space and not in little alcoves everywhere. Our children's room will be in the old part, but other than that, all of our adult and young adult books are out in this part. We're, I sit here and watch people stop at nonfiction and our oversized section, which was clear back in the corner in the back 40, mm-hmm. and it was, it was sorely neglected. But I notice people stopping as they're walking in the door because it's right there when you walk in, and they will stop and look. And the next thing you know, we I I'm willing to bet our nonfiction circulation is going to go up incredibly. Do you think people just weren't able to find the books or browsers? Yeah, a lot of people just want to come in and browse around, and if you don't know what's in the back ends of the nooks and crannies, you don't think to look there, and so they're 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 finding everything now. What does it mean for the community to have what's going to be a state-of-the-art, top-notch facility? Well, I hope it means a lot. (laughs) Uh, Being on this side of the county, there's a lack of services. Um, I remember being really excited when they put the sheriff's substation DMV in. And I worked for uh, University of Idaho Extension for a few years trying to bring program over to this side of the county, and um, they've been good to work with. We're hoping to bring them in for some some more things. Um, One of the things we will offer is, and we have in the past, for instance, vocational rehab Mm -hmm. will meet over here. And having those small meeting rooms will be really nice for that when people need to, so they don't have to drive the 25 miles over to the main office. So I'm hoping we can establish some partnerships that way and so people can use the services, the government services, in in our own side of the county. What does it mean for the staff? More space. (laughs) Somewhere to hang their coats. Right now we're kind of in shock. We are lost a lot of the time, forget where we're going, (laughs) trying to figure out where all the books are because Mm -hmm. we were in that building for 20 years. And so we knew where everything was without having to think about it. Mm -hmm. So now we're having to um, map the place in our brains. And and then once we start moving, um, if you've ever seen the TV show Hoarders, Mm -hmm. everywhere that's not a public space, could be on that show right now. We have the old trailer, the shed. Uh, one of my employees has a storage for her apartment. It's full and her brother's is full. The back rooms are all full. The working part of the library is stuck in the back of our meeting room right now. So once we get the opportunity, get everything spread out and in its place, mm-hmm. I might be able to answer that better. What remains to be done at this point? We need to finish the the back end. Um, It's being drywalled and mudded right now, and then the painters will come in, and the floor finishers will come in. And once that's all done, then we will start moving all of the shelves back into the library, and then we get to figure out what to do with the space, because we have... Today, you know, we're part of uh, Cooperative Information Network, which is 29 libraries. 
consortium and we get a courier once a week and we have been um, processing our courier books in the meeting room but also where we keep them stored and uh, sorted and where we have to pack them into boxes is probably about the size of a broom closet. Oh gosh. And so we'll now have an actual whole area that we'll be able to design, we'll have to design it because we're, uh, until a couple weeks ago, we couldn't picture how it was going to be because we had no walls yet. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be an adventure to get ourselves moved all the way in. And I hope, I'm hoping to have a desk. (laughs) Table works sort of right now. Yeah, it's, it's a fashion statement. <laughs> what else would you like people to know about the project, about the programs that you'll be able to offer, all of it? We have so many ideas floating around that aren't concrete yet that it's hard mm-hmm. to it's hard to think of anything. We're just exploring everything we can and you know especially in these times um, we're getting such an influx of people and We've really been concentrating the last several years on practical skills mm-hmm. and uh, beekeeping and gardening, and that's where the University of Idaho Extension has been really good about coming in and doing classes for us. And so I know we'll expand on all of that. Um, we also like to do fun stuff. We made you cocoa bombs the other day. That was a that was more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you guys have some cool classes on this side we of the county. We do. We do. Um, we have a couple really good program people, Krista, I think she's out there right now, and uh, Josie does our children, and Krista does our adult mm-hmm. programs, and young adult, and uh, so just having two different people to do, because we had one person doing all the programs, and before that it was just me, oh, in addition to doing everything else, but we were also in a 30 by 40 room, and I didn't have so, quite so much to manage, so... Um, what else would you like to say, Katie? Oh, boy. Well, I have to, I have to give a shout out to our architect and our contractors. Um, they have been absolutely wonderful to work with. Like I said, our architect is, we, we found him after several years and reestablished contact. And mm-hmm. um, our contractor actually lives in Priest River. We were really happy because we have to take the first, the lowest bid. It's government, uh, public money, right. so we can't, we don't have an option there. So we were really pleased to be able to hire someone who actually lives here. And uh, who who is the architect? Who is the contractor? The architect is David Wild from uh, Wolf Architectural Group, uh-huh. and the uh, contractor is Darden Enterprises. Darren Meeks is the um, our main guy, uh-huh. and. Uh, they, they understand form and function, and I, I guess that's the best way I can mm-hmm. put it, because they, I, are, I know for a fact our architect is a library user, and that helps a lot, being able to say, oh yes, this space can be usable for that. And, mm-hmm. But they, they really have given a lot of thought, and they've done some extra touches that we didn't expect that turned out mm-hmm. nicer than what, you know. So, because this is my sixth building, remodel project so this one is a big one it's our biggest one so far well it's looking amazing and i can't imagine how much better it's going to look when it's all done and we get everything situated yeah where they go yeah and get all our computers out again and put all of our chairs around the tables instead of just one chair (laughs) you've been listening to the 7b podcast 
Thanks for joining us, and remember to check back next Monday to hear the latest news and stories that are happening in our community.